From your local Houston BOW Center studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, joined by the market icon that is the legendary Uncle Funky Larry Jones. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. Good to be with you. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was, it was good overall. Um, I was disappointed. My brother had the COVID. Oh, no. And so, uh, yeah, my brother up under me, the bass player, had the COVID. And I wasn't able to see my other two nieces and my newborn, no, my other three nieces and my <laughs> newborn nephew. Uh, so I was, you know, really disappointed about that. It's like, oh, we can FaceTime. Hell, we can FaceTime when I'm in Houston. <laughs> I mean, I'm here in the yeah. city. So that was um, disappointing. But, you know, my other nieces and nephews, so, I got to see well, them. And I bought a, I bought a TV. I surprised my mom and bought a TV good for, for you. the house, 70 inch. So, before we get into the show, so how was traveling through COVID? Uh, traveling was fine. I okay. mean, you know, okay. I filmed a whole reality show during the pandemic, so this isn't my first time flying. And then I've been taking, you know, when we started this pro, when this program started in March, when we teamed up, right, um, and that's when everything started, started coming yeah. down. And so the experts that we had on the show that told us the correct vitamins to take, starting with the tox doc, uh, Dr. Noreen. Um, I have been consistently taking zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D3, vitamin K2, you know, some sea moss when I can find it. Yeah, you know, you. I was going through the elderberry. So I've been consistent every day yeah. with that. And all of my tests have been so. You, but you negative, didn't notice but... any panic and most people had their mm-hmm. mask on and yeah. went about their business. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was my, that was my and in the but, but in the beginning when I flew, no one went, no one was flying. I mean, the planes were practically empty. empty yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but in this time it was it was. Good. So I understand you have a special relationship with our special guest and organization today. Yes, the Houston Furniture Bank, a great organization, great uh, Houston-based nonprofit organization um, that has been doing things for years. And so, um, what they do is they get people to donate um, blankets, pillows, comforters, and whatnot, and uh, and mattresses. Okay. Um, and then they refurbish them, and then they also give them away to people in need. Great. And so um, Oli, the uh, director and, and the founder, great guy. I had the opportunity to go there to uh, tour the place, and I was acting like a big old kid uh, there. And, uh, and I know that we have uh, the development and communications director for Houston Furniture Bank with us. The lovely <laughs> Claire Jarvis is on the Public Affairs Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Hey, gay hey, Claire. Thank you for coming on. So have you ever seen anyone have as much fun with a mattress than our good friend KG? Never. <laughs> um, you know, we're, I, I, well, maybe myself. Uh, I'm known for, for doing some toe touches ah, on piles okay. of mattresses. Okay. Um, but, yes, um, we have some amazing photos and videos of when he came out and was touring our mattress recycling and refurbishing facility. Um, this guy had a lot of fun when he came out. Yeah. So, Claire, for a lot of people new to your organization and joining us today on the podcast, can you give us a little background history of how this all came to be? Absolutely. So the Houston Furniture Bank is a Houston institution for 28 years. We have been providing essential furniture to families in need in Houston. And this year we hit some really important milestones. 100,000 individuals served with furniture assistance and 100,000 mattresses recycled at our facility. Wow. Because of COVID-19, 
and you've seen an increase people needing more, I would guess. Absolutely. I mean, we, we never closed our doors for a day. We did, you know, work very quickly to make things safer. We're doing some things over the phone. Uh, we, we were making masks back in the spring. Um, but oh, wow. absolutely, we've seen an increase in need, um, which is, of course, you know, why we, just like every nonprofit that is doing a lot with a little, we, we, we need the support of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, and I know, you know, um, Oli, uh, he tells such great stories, not to discount that you can't, Claire, uh, but <laughs> can, you, can you just give the, um, the history as to why uh, they wanted to do this? Uh, for Houston. Sure. Well, you know, Oli, our our founder and our executive director, and he would be here today. He's such a fan of yours that he's a little under the weather. So, so positive vibes for Oli. Yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. So he founded the Houston Furniture Bank when he was a caseworker um, and he was going into people's homes, people who had gotten housing and found that, you know, they got four walls and that was it. Um, and furniture assistance is maybe not something that people think about, but this is the infrastructure of a healthy home life, a healthy family life. So this is about giving people a helping hand so that they can, you know, continue to lift themselves up. And that's what we're doing every day. We've got eight appointments where families are coming in and they're getting a couch where they can watch TV together, a table where they can eat dinner together. And this is stuff that's been donated by their neighbors. Um, It's a really beautiful thing. And this is this is this is free. It's free to the clients. Yes, so we um, our model is that we're working through um, our nonprofit partners. So we work with agencies like Catholic Charities um, and um, communities and schools to connect with the families that are you know in need of furniture. Wow. So it's free to the families. Yes, indeed. Big hearts. Uh, can you tell us? Um one of your memorable stories with an incredibly grateful family that sticks sure. out to you. I mean, every day, um, you know, working at the furniture bank is a little bit like get, getting to play Santa. Um, but, you know, right now what we're talking about is our bedding drive, um, which is when we're collecting new bedding for kids. So we're giving away 70 beds every month through our distribution program. Um, and so I'm thinking about last year when we were giving away the bedding that we were able to collect. Um, there was a, a grandmother and a grandson who had spent some time in a shelter, um, and they were able to get housing, and um, but they weren't able to take their belongings with them from one place to another. So they're starting all over. The little boy loved dinosaurs, um, and we just so happened to have donated this beautiful set of dinosaur bedding, um, which we got for him, and um, the the family was so grateful. Um, I actually called them up again to, you know, make sure it was okay for us to use some of the pictures we took last year. And he is still loving his dinosaur uh, bedding. So that made me feel really good. Indeed. Um, tell us about this incredible partnership that um, you all have going on with major retailers for this holiday season. What, what are you guys doing and what is this called? Absolutely. So the um, that's the No Kids on the Floor Bedding Drive. And this year we've partnered, we've got 34 participating locations. Um, so our amazing retail partners, um, Ashley Furniture, for example, at Mattresses for Less, The Arrangement, Elizabeth Cole Design, uh, Laura Yu Interior Design, 
um, the decorative center, all of these businesses um, are looking for a way to help their customers give back. So we've partnered with them. You can go to these locations and drop off your, your donation, or in some cases you can like make a cash donation and they're going to do a bulk order of what we need for these kids, which is new sheets, um, comforters, and pillows to go with the beds that we're giving away. Nice. And, uh, and this program, uh, when, when does it kick off or, or um, how long? It, it is ongoing um, and it will last uh, through December 17th. And if you visit HoustonFurnitureBank.org, there's a map that has all of the different locations that are participating. Or, you know, if you're staying home and you don't want to go anywhere, um, it has our address and you can actually just send it to us. Um, so we've been getting packages from Amazon and other retailers just sending us directly these donations of new bedding for kids. Mm-hmm. And Claire, just for clarification, what's that site again? HoustonFurnitureBank.org. And how far is your footprint in the greater Houston area? Is it just Harris County or are you all Southeast Texas? So we are, we are the Houston Furniture Bank. We've got two locations. One's in the Hobby area and the second location is um, in the Woodlands, which we just opened. Um, And so we're serving the greater Houston area. Wow. That is such commendable work. Yeah. So congratulations on the new spot. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you should come out and see it. You know, one of the ways that we support our programs is through a furniture outlet. Um, so we have a new furniture outlet at the location in the Woodlands, and it's really nice. Um, it's got great deals, and you get what you need at a great price, knowing that 100% of the proceeds are going to help other families. So it's pretty beautiful. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Claire, if I were to make a donation, or oh, let's say eh, $150, what would that do? Oh, well, that is the magic number, actually. So um, those 70 beds that I mentioned, those are funded by direct donations from people like you. So for every $150 donated, that means a mattress, a box spring, and a frame, a whole bed for a child in need um, that is coming through the Houston Furniture Bank. Absolutely incredible. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. And so um, also what people may not know about the Houston Furniture Bank is that you are you all also sell furniture for those who hmm. um, want to purchase. Absolutely. Um, so I, I say we're the best kept secret um, for retail furniture in Houston. Um, we've got two furniture outlets in, in each of our locations, um, and we have great deals, and that's because of um, donations from our, from our partners who are helping our mission. And so when you get, like, the furniture that you need, the couch, the bed, um, that is supporting our mission. We're helping ourselves by selling this furniture, and you're helping us by getting what you need. I love it. I love it. So uh, the program takes place it's going to now through uh, December 17th. Um, I wish I had a list. Could you go through the list of those retailers again where people uh, can drop off the pillows and blankets and comforters uh, for the uh, Absolutely. No, no kids on the floor? Yes. Uh, so we're partnered with um, Lara Yu Interior Design. We're partnered with MM Lighting, um, Ashley Furniture, Mattresses for Less, Landmark Furniture, The Arrangement, The Decorative Center, um, Elizabeth Cole Design, and I'm sure I'm going to forget someone, um, Sets or Builders, um, and then, of course, our two locations um, in, in, at 8220 Mosley Road and at 295 Sawdust Road in the Woodlands. Indeed. 
uh, Claire Jarvis, the Development and Communications Director for the Houston Furniture Bank. Uh, the website where people can go one more time. HoustonFurnitureBank.org. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the Public you. Affairs Podcast. Yeah, go I ahead. hope you'll come and see us soon, and we can uh, we can jump on some mattresses. Absolutely. Oh, don't, man, hey, don't, don't forget about me. Don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you're invited you're invited thank you thank you Claire. good time listen send Oli my best uh, tell him I said uh, hello and to get well soon I will thank you he will appreciate that indeed thank you Claire Jarvis Houston Furniture Bank on the Public Affairs Podcast uh, it is truly a great uh, organization I did um, have a lot of fun and she's right they are the best kept uh, furniture store <laughs> A secret I, I, in Houston because I had no idea. Yeah, they've been I doing it twenty eight no twenty eight years. Yeah. Only great, great man. I wish you would you would have loved him too. Well, well, we'll get a chance to hook up, man. I just I, I love these nonprofits who are boots on the ground doing some very needed work, especially for these kids in this program. Uh, no kids, no on, the kids floor. on the floor bedding drive. God, it's just. It's just good to know that we're we're living in a time where there's still a lot of compassion and people are willing to, to give of themselves to do right for someone else. Well, you know what? Um, I attribute this great city of Houston um, for my... That Houston restored the humanity in people for me, mm. Darren Harvey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it really did. I mean, just seeing it. I mean, I, I wasn't here that weekend. I had went home because uh, that was a fight. But I, I couldn't get back to Houston. I ended up staying there nine days because I couldn't get back. But watching it on uh, cable news and mm-hmm. seeing the rescues in real time and everything had been such, you know, there was such a divisiveness was coming down during that time because, right. you know, just that previous week or, or two weeks before that mess in Charlottesville had happened. Mm-hmm. And so when Harvey happened and, you know, the flooding began here and I'm seeing, I was watching CNN. I'll never forget this. Watching CNN. It was, it was a, a chic family mm-hmm. being rescued by an older white man with a boat. Yep. There was an Asian lady that was helping carry it, And then there were two, uh, servicemen that were black and i said and it didn't matter and it it didn't (laughs) the color nationality of a person didn't matter these were houstonians or people in need and these guys and ladies got out of the way got out of got out of whatever their predicament was to go help i remember the the gentlemen and ladies coming in from louisiana that 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 cajun rescue service with their boats Mm -hmm. you know People with these gigantic, huge pickup trucks, off-wheel, and they just came. They were like, you know what? Y'all need help. We have the equipment, and here we are. And it's just kind of way the city's been, but for someone who was recently in the, moved to the city like you did, I know it had to have a pretty profound impact on you to know that. And you know what? This is a heck of a town. This is a heck of a it's town. It's a heck of a town and, and, and in they, time and of they're need. they're nice, and they take care of each other. Yeah. You know, because I just thought it was out the window. No compassion, no, you know, the lack of humanity. Sure. 
you know, because of that mess in Charlottesville. And then, lo and behold, the great city of Houston restored my faith in humanity and people by seeing that scene on CNN. And let me give kudos to you, because if that triggered something in you, it explains why you've had so much success in various roles within the Radio One family, because you do mm-hmm. a lot more than we talk about on the podcast. And True. If, if people will see from time to time on your social media. But um, I, I really, I like the way you carry yourself. I like that thing that you have and that thing, the way you do what you do. And I, I just want to wrap my arms around you right now, man, and say, you know, job well done on all levels of every aspect of broadcasting, communicating, social mm-hmm. media, that that you do. I commend you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yep. Um, and Houston has been riding with me, and they continue to. And um, I and I'm really, 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 really just overwhelmed, overjoyed with the outpouring of love, especially you know since I've been on uh, since I was on the reality show. I mean, I got eliminated last Friday, but uh, it lives in infamy. Uh, but <laughs> The love that I got yeah. and how many people were on my on my side and, you know, going in on how old girl f- flipped on me like Simone Biles. When I tell you she did, <laughs> she did the Biles on me, I was like, whoa. Well, let's reset and tell folk exactly what we're talking okay. about. Oh, sorry. So uh, for those who may not know, I am a cast member on season three of Ready to Love on OWN, uh, hosted by Nephew Tommy, um, produced by Will Packer, Girls Trip. Think like a man, think like a man too. Oprah, um, Winfrey uh, yeah, the, and, and, and it airs on on the Oprah Winfrey Network Friday nights at eight. And um, I I did the show because my listeners encouraged me to because I said no three times to three different casting people. Wow! And so you know the show chose me. I didn't choose the show, and it was a great experience. Um, people who know me, it was like, yep. Same old Chris. Yep, that's KG. Same genuine, honest KG. You know, it's so funny in the beginning when I was reading some of the comments when the show premiered, like, uh, I don't trust this Chris guy. Look at him, he's so flashy. Like, I bet he has a silence. Like, he's not here for love. He's here to be on TV. And now in the end, when they see it, it was like, wow, Chris is really the only one here genuinely looking for love. And um, it was a great experience. And, uh, and and I can't believe that I'm a fan favorite. I mean, people were hurt. I got so many messages and calls and texts and DMs. That, I mean, people were upset that I was eliminated. Well, you know, I, I always believe that genuine folk will be attracted to the genuine personality. People can read folk pretty well now in this day and age. And people saw how genuine you are. Organic, truthful, that guy. And you look good in that pink suit or future, whatever that thing's going, whatever, whatever, you look good in there, man. So, you know, I, I, when you, when you, when you take this and put it in a international playing field, like which I also is, forgot because yeah. I get Africa, uh, yeah. uh, different countries in Africa, Ghana, Ivory Coast, I mean, Nigeria, um, over in London, Paris, um, who else has reached out? I, I forgot that it was international. Yep. Up there in Vancouver. So the love that you seek will eventually find you without the show. And that has been the general 
consensus yeah. of it all. And, and, it. and speaking of that, uh, thank you, Unc. Oh, yeah, you so look good. good. You you, boy, you look good. Miss, Miss Charlene did not. She said, is, is KG, it's KG's night. Let's turn up because the, the last show I remember seeing was when you guys had to eliminate a lady. Mm-hmm. And they, she was like, oh, he going to get her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 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 that leopard shirt that yes, I had sir. on—that yes, was a hit. I mean, but, but you know, that's you. That it. And those of us who know you and come to love you over the years, we—they know that that's, that's KG. Yeah. He's, he's doing I, his thing. When, me watching it, though, I was like, I could have buttoned up one more. <laughs> like three is not necessary. Like the two is, you know, opening it up like showing cleavage like that. That was. But that it, it was me though. But you know, I don't regret a moment. Man, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you, Houston, for the love. Thank you, Uncle Funky, for Absolutely. the love. Terry, um, everybody here um, actually last week made eight years that I you been in uh, touched down cool. in H-Town. Yes. Yeah, so it's been eight years, November of 2012. And I'm look at us. Look at us. Yeah, Welcome. So, it's home. Thank you. You're thank home. You. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you are home. I am home. And so are you. So keep it right here. We got more of the Public <laughs> Affairs podcast right after this. <laughs> 